You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly, joined today by... El Jefe Loco. How you doing today, El Jefe? It's it's not a good morning. Not a good morning? I know you were talking about how you were kind of bummed you missed Starbucks this morning. It wasn't open. You're, yeah. you're up too early. That's that's the problem. That and I busted my knee at the gym, so... Hey, that's that's why you just, just stay away from the gyms, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the, what that means. Stay away from the gym and just stay in the cakes. Uh, I guess... <laughs> Um, so, it was a good weekend for state athletics all, all around. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to kick off the show talking about, um, well, let me back up a little bit. I, I always get ahead of myself. Um, yesterday was the launch of a new network here on Western State's campus, um, Mopcast Network. And it is, um, it's a network that has several podcasts on it. Um, there's a podcast on their uh, memory card radio, who, which um, focuses on like video games and beards. Um, and then there's our show, the Triple Name Sports Show, is on there, which talks about sports and um, state athletics and stuff like that. And then there's also um, the opening of the show, like they do like a weekly rundown of um, what's going to happen on on the week, and like it's a little podcast as well. And um, I'm on that as well with Scotty White, and that airs on Mondays, I believe. And then there is um, the, I think it's called the Black Book. I think it is, and um, that's a podcast done by Forrest, um, Forrest and a, a young lady, out, um, her name escapes me right now, and then there's also another, um, there's like a, another podcast that is done by Scotty White and several of the guys um, from across the shows, it's called Beers, Bros, or Bros, Beers, and Bad Movies, um, so and it's it's kind of like um, a science theater, I uh, don't know if you ever saw those, it's kind of a little bit older where they had like the little robots and like they sat in the movie theater chairs and kind of like mm-hmm. made fun of the bad movies that were on TV. Oh, yeah, That's kind of what they do. Um, but anyway, we're a group of just uh, an eclectic group of podcasts lumped together on Mobcast yeah. Network, and uh, it's it's really entertaining stuff on there and really good stuff. And I encourage you to uh, if you like our show or even if you don't like our show, go check it out. Maybe you'll find something you like better there. Um, but anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get on into the week that was or the weekend that was for West Virginia State University, and as I said, it was a very um, productive weekend. Um, A lot of the teams came back with a W. Um, The the team that we're going to focus on first is the the football team. Oh, yeah. Uh, They they traveled to Ohio, Mm -hmm. and um, it was actually El Jefe Loco's first um, on-air experience, and he did really well, so I just want to congratulate him on that. Thank you. And uh, we we traveled with the team and went to to Urbana, Ohio, and uh, it was... It was it was nice. It was a nice trip. Um, we woke up Saturday morning. It was it was sleeting a little bit, sleet, snow, rain. We had a little bit of it all, and it was cold, really cold. Didn't pack yeah. a jacket. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, there was snow. <laughs> it was it was nice. I, I love snow, and I'm I'm ready for more of it. And um, but it's fat man weather. It is. It is. It is definitely. It's definitely big guy weather. It's not for little tiny guys. Um, but you know, we we played it. We had to go up there and we took care of business. We played yeah. Urbana University, who was um, the same boat as we are. They were one and three at the time, 
and just looking to kind of gain traction on this season before we hit the midway point. Well, for West Virginia State University, we went up there and we we handled ourselves really oh, yeah. well. We um we went up there and we we beat Urbana of a score of eighteen to thirteen, and we um we played a, a really strong game. Uh. To get things, and we started off hot, and that's one of the things that our our team had had some issues with. Yeah, you know, we we go down there, and Tyler Carrillo catches a touchdown to start the game off, which is always awesome. And then um, defense comes right back around, and redshirt freshman Dennis Gardak sack strips a guy um, Cole Bertishaw or Kale Bertishaw in the end zone. And it's recovered by um, Martin for a touchdown for West Virginia yeah. State University. So we were on the board real quick, mm-hmm. and we we dominated the majority of that game. Um, two of the players who played extremely well in that game uh, on our offensive side, Tevin Brown, yeah. and um, also on the defensive side, Kevin Coffey. And Tevin Brown and Kevin Coffey, for the excellent game that they played, were um, awarded the Mountain East Conference Players of the Week, and that's the first time in this young season that. That two West Virginia State athletic um, athletes from the football team have have earned that honor. So, yeah. big congratulations to them. And um, one of the things that really stood out to me in that game was one how dominant Kevin Coffey was. He he had yeah. a, something like eleven broken up passes. They only got they only got one reception on him. Yeah, and so that's saying something. Oh yeah, and the one thing is that that receiver that he was guarding. He prior to that game he the game before that he had like eleven catches for like. 147 yards and like yeah. I think two touchdowns. So he had he had a tall task at hand and he, he handled himself really well and, and played a really good game. Um, another thing is our defensive unit as a whole on the on the ground. Um, Urbana rushed the ball 27 times, something like 27 mm-hmm. times for 29 yards. So they they averaged uh, just a little bit over one yard per carry. So I mean that's that's really awesome right yeah. there. That's an awesome that, stat. That that's awesome for defense. Yeah, you and you know they were in there, they were controlling the line of scrimmage, and that's just a really great thing to see from this defensive unit. They seemed like um, when they seemed like they could get into the backfield so easy. Yeah, they they really it was like a hot knife slicing through butter oh, yeah. at times. Um, well, and then both teams um, were able to get through the offensive line to a degree because both teams walked out of there with five sacks apiece. Yeah. So and that's one of the things that that can you know put your quarterback in, in in bad shape but one thing i like about kinnick is he's not afraid to lower his shoulder mm-hmm. and and take on guys he he you know he will slide every once in a while but more than likely he's gonna try to run forward for a few extra yards and he's been rewarded for two rushing touchdowns so far this season yeah. for that but i i like his toughness this team is full of um just just fighters just scrappy guys who um who who care about the game and care about each other so I think that per, that shows on the on the playing field, they they give it 110 percent every every down. Oh yeah, and um, it's just it's just a really fun team to watch. Well, like I said in the show uh, last uh, this past weekend, you know, they you could tell in their uh, pregame warmups that they was fired up, mm-hmm. and you could tell throughout the game because you know they're they're on the sidelines on third down, holding arm in arm, jumping up and down, and they. And another surprise was the fans that came out. Yeah, a big shout-out to the West Virginia State University fans that were there. Um, I know we have a lot of kids on the team from Ohio, or a lot of men on the team from Ohio, but there was a lot of our, – our bleachers were directly across from the press box where our stands were, and there was, like you said, there was a lot of fans from yeah. West Virginia State. And it was a cold, miserable, wet, rainy, oh, snowy yeah. day. So, um, And the wind makes everything better. 
obviously. So that was awesome for us. Um, and then also one of the things, you, you uh, need to dominate the clock. Yeah. And one of the ways that you can do that is by setting up the run and just uh, their, the third quarter speaks, talks, it's a perfect example of that game. Yeah. The third quarter, West Virginia State had it for 13 minutes and 6 seconds. Yeah. Whereas Urbana only had it for 1 minute and 54 seconds. That's a that's a great um, stat line if you're West Virginia State. That's something you definitely have to be proud of. Oh, yeah. The, able to, the ability that you were able to hold the ball for so long and eat up that much clock. Because, um, you know, there were times when, when obviously you knew it was running posi- yeah. running play because we're just trying to milk this clock away and just, you know, force them to stop us. And every time we'd line up in the same run play, we would always, te- whether it was Tevin Brown, Deontay Brown, Talia Rowe, whoever was in our backfield, yeah. was able to routinely pick up three, four, five, five, you know, yards at a chunk. And, you know, when it's third and two and you've got a running back who can get routinely four, five, six yards, then that, that makes that third and two, you know, much more easy to um, to to manage. Well, an- another thing that uh, in the third quarter, Urbana did not score at all. Yeah. And another thing that I emphasized on during the uh, during the show was how uh, the pat you know throughout the season they've allowed our defense has allowed fifty two points in the third quarter, and the fact that we didn't allow none in the third quarter, or really in the second quarter. Yeah. And because the second and third quarter was our was when when we was kind of down mm-hmm. throughout the season, we didn't we didn't allow no points at all in the third quarter. We finished strong. Oh yes, we finished strong. How nervous were you um, after with about fifty seconds left when Urbana scored that touchdown and they they missed the two point conversion, which would have put made it a fifteen point game. Yeah. But then they come out and they do the onside kick, and it was a little bobbled. How how nervous were you up there in the stand, up there in the uh, booth? If if we wasn't on the air, I probably would have started screaming. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little, um, it was a little nerve wracking. Little, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a close call. But um, huge props to Josh Keiko, as he was able to, um, you know, he didn't handle the 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 ball. I guess it bounced weird or something, and he almost lost it, but he was able to regain composure and corral the ball. And yeah. so kudos to him for that. And that really ensured the victory because our, had Urbana been able to do that, they they might have walked away with a win yeah. right there. They would have, might have been able to come back late and steal that, and that would have just been de- you know a huge, huge, devastating loss for West Virginia State. Yeah. But nonetheless, we're two and three, with a chance to become a 500 team this weekend um, as we play West Virginia Wesleyan yeah. at home for homecoming. <laughs> Pretty excited for that, and it's a busy weekend here on campus. We've got uh, our the football homecoming game, and then we've got. Volleyball, which I think you and um, another uh, guy, Stevenson, are going to call. It's yeah. going to be your second honor appearance. Uh, I will be doing the uh, play-by-play for that, and that will be at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock in the uh, Walker Convocation Center. And do you know who they're playing? Shepard. Shepard, okay. So that will be a good matchup, um, good little Friday night mixer right yeah, there. I, I've, I've done my homework. you done your homework? <laughs> <laughs> well, who is their best uh, – who is their – Person in the different color jersey than for Shepard. Oh, different color. That's the libero. Yeah, but what? Who? What player is that? Oh, don't know yet. Oh, see, uh, you guys. I they, guess you got they, more homework to do. Well, then. Well, no, they switch it up sometimes. Oh, okay. I'll give you a pass then. Um, but also, you know, it, it is homecoming. A lot of people are coming in for the big game. Um, as I said, we have a chance to right the ship and become a 500 team at three and three if we win this weekend. Um, we're playing West Virginia Wesleyan, uh, mm-hmm. the Bobcats, and we got a little. A little bit of notes about them. Um, West Virginia Wesleyan takes on 
or travels to Institute to take on the Yellow Jackets for homecoming 2014. Uh, West Virginia State is coming in after an impressive road win against Urbana this past weekend. And uh, one more thing about that road win. That was our first Mountain East Conference win as well. Yes. So that's, you know, that was congratulations to Coach Anderson and the rest of the coaching staff as they're able to get that monkey off their back and uh, pick up that first Mountain East Conference win. Um, And then also West Virginia Wesleyan comes in uh, to institute following a win as well after beating Glenville State this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about this game is Glenville State came out hot against um, Wesleyan, and I think Wesleyan won by a field goal in, in the waning moments of that game. Mm-hmm. So this is a team much like State who, um, and that we have the same record, we're both 2-3, and three, um, who is full of young guys, yeah. full of heart, full of speed, and full of talent. So this will be, be definitely just like a looking across the field, looking in a mirror type deal. And uh, they've both got young coaching staff, so it'll be a really fun game to watch. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll walk out of here on Saturday with a state win and be be three and three. Um, but to do that, we're going to have to um, minimize the West Virginia Wesleyan uh, offensive unit. And uh, to do that real fast, we're going to break down some of their leaders. And I will let uh, Jeff go first, and um, he's going to talk to you a little bit about the quarterbacks. Uh, the quarterback for uh, West Virginia Wesleyan is Muscleman. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Muscleman. Okay. Uh, he's throwing eighty. This is on the season. Okay. Yeah. He he's throwing one hundred and fifty passes and completed eighty eight of them. Uh, one thousand one hundred nine yards, which is kind of similar to uh, Kinnick in mm-hmm. a way. Uh, he has 11 touchdowns and four interceptions. Those touchdowns, he's got a nice touchdown-interception oh, yeah. ratio. So, And he's one of those things about him, I've, I've watched some film on him, is he's got a quick release. Yeah. So there's not going to be a lot of time to kind of, you know, Bernishaw, where they played with in Urbana, they played two quarterbacks for a little bit of the game until Bernishaw got hurt. But Schroeder and Bernishaw kind of had a longer, you know, wait-and-see approach to yeah. the field. And um, that's not the case with Musselman. He, he, he zips it out there, and he's got an arm, too. Um, rushing, their, le- their leading rushers are Anderson, who's rushed the ball 86 times for 383 yards, but he's yet to get in the end zone. So a little yeah. bit like our, our running backs. They have success, but they just can't get in the end zone. Uh, he's averaging four and a half yards per carry, so that's that's really impressive when you're yeah. nearly able to pick up a first down or half of the first down on your, on your opening runs. Um, and then also Musselman uh, has rushed 33 times for 102 yards, a bit like Matt Kinnick, 33 times for 102 yards, two touchdowns, averaging 3.1 yards per attempt. So he's he's responsible for 13 touchdowns. Yeah. So he's definitely uh, one of their key pieces in their offense. And I'm going to toss it over to you for their leading receivers. Uh, their one their one leading receiver is Zach Shademan. Uh, he's caught 29 passes for 411 yards, five touchdowns, and he averages 82.2 yards per game. So that's uh, it's going to be. I, I bet that's who Kevin Coffey is matched oh, yeah. up with this weekend. It'll be well, a good he, match right I'll, there. After after last weekend, he probably wants to be matched up to him. So Colin Richard Sherman, <laughs> yeah, daring people to throw at him. It's like, come on, come on, <laughs> you don't want none of this. <laughs> I like that last name for for Zach Shade Man. That's that's a pretty cool name. It sounds like a superhero. Yeah, Shady Man. <laughs> um, and then their other wide one of their other wide receivers, uh, Chase Blackwell. He's caught the ball thirty four times for two hundred ninety four yards, four touchdowns. Averaging fifty eight point eight yards per game. Yeah. So again, that's you know that's not a bad that's nothing to sneeze at either. That's no. that's pretty good stat as well. And then there's uh, Dylan Davis who has caught thirteen passes for one hundred and seventy three yards, two touchdowns, and he he averages thirty four point six yards per game. 
that's a lot of offense just from those three two those okay. three wide receivers. Just, just from looking at these stats, you can tell that they are a pass heavy team. Oh yeah, they're definitely they definitely rely on the pass to uh, to set up the run and vice versa. Yeah. Um, defensively, the leaders for um, West Virginia Wesleyan. Uh, you got Mike Savage, which is a great name for a defensive player. I, I just this team, this uh, this conference is full of guys with just like great defensive names. Like uh, I think earlier in the season, we played some guy with a name like Stone, and we played some guy with the name of Wolf. Yeah. So like it was, it's some really good names. Um, Mike Savage, he's got uh, 39 total tackles, three tackles for a loss, and one breakup. And then there's uh, Robinson, who has 30 tackles. 1.5 tackles for us and one interception. Uh, and then there's Anderson, who's got 24 total tackles, a half a tackle for a loss, and three breakups. And then there is Desmond Holly, who has 22 tackles, five tackles for loss, one sack, and two breakups. And bringing up the pack for the West Virginia <laughs> Wesleyan Bobcats defensive leaders, we have Denzel Butler, who has 16 total tackles, one tackle for a loss, two interceptions, and one breakup. So this team has, um, you know, they only have three interceptions so far in the yeah. season, and that's um, that's one of the things that West Virginia State um, they got behind in the turnover margin in last week's game um, on a couple fumbles, and it's one of those yeah. things like I've I've talked about it all along. You you can't give the game away. You can't you can't get silly penalties, which we really didn't. We had one penalty in last week's game that marched us. There was a, a huge, like, 50-yard penalty. Remember, um, Damian Garrett had that big return oh, yeah. and took it down to the two, and then something happened, and then they got pushed all the way back to, like, the 48, our 48-yard <laughs> line. So it was so. a huge penalty. But also, Urbana was doing the same thing. Well, Urbana was shooting themselves in the foot as well. Well, the thing is about Urbana that uh, really they when they, they really just gave the game away with the, with with the, the penalties. penalties. Yeah. And uh, the season, they, they had 16 penalties altogether. They basically match that in the yeah, game. Yeah, they came pretty close. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they had sixteen. They might have. Had, they had somewhere I think in between like twelve and fourteen. So it was yeah. real close. Yeah. To, to matching their season output. But um, like I've said all along, you know, you, you you can't give the game away with costly penalties and and turnovers. And when you do that against the better teams like the Concords and the the Shepherds and the Topper tier and the UCs and Notre Dames, you you can't you can't continue to do that against the um, the better teams. And yeah. I think um, Urbana learned that last weekend, and I think West Virginia has has um, or West Virginia State has has realized that. And I, I mean, I've known they've re- I know they've realized that all along, but I think it's something they're getting in there and working on um, and trying to improve on. Um, West Virginia State offensive leaders uh, passing. We have Matt Kinnick. Uh, he's gone 111 of or 111 of 178 for passing. Yeah, 1121 yards through the air, six touchdowns and six interceptions. So you know those those interceptions are a little bit up, and you'd like to see his touchdowns yeah. up. But for a freshman, a redshirt freshman playing mm-hmm. his first real college games, that's that's really good stats right oh, there. Yeah. I mean, it, and when you compare it to last season's output for uh, West Virginia State passing attack, that's that's about right on par of what they did, I think, for the whole season. So oh, yeah. so big big kudos to um, Kinnick, and it's really been exciting to watch him grow and mature as a yeah. as a quarterback. And uh, rush leading rushers. Well, yeah, uh, Tevin Brown. Uh, he has 50 rushes for 315 yards. He averages 63 yards uh, a game. I I said that I want to see I want to see him get to the end zone. Yeah, well, remember he did get to the end zone, but it well, caught yeah. back. So I mean, we did see it. It just it just didn't count. Uh, yeah, but he yeah you got to imagine uh, our our running backs are hungry for a touchdown oh, yeah. of their own. 
Not that they're uh, upset with Kinnick for getting the touchdowns, but yeah. I think they're ready to, to, to have their own number called and score a touchdown. Uh, second leading rusher on the team, Talir Rowe. He's got 51 rushes for 143 yards, zero touchdowns, but he averages 35.8 yards per game. So that's almost 100 yards of uh, on the ground between those yeah. two per game. So that's, that's really a good stat right there. Yeah. And last but not least... And then there's uh, Matt Kinnick, which, you know, we've talked about it before about him and his rushing. Uh, he has 52 rushes for 24 yards, two touchdowns, and he averages about three points. Uh, what? 3.6? Yeah. Or, no, 4.8. 4.8. Yeah, 4.8 yards per game. Well, and the, the, you know, 52 for 24, that's a little, you know, it's like, wait, that doesn't seem very good yeah, at all. No. But it's where he the sacks count against yeah. him because if if the sacks weren't there, he, his stats were something like 52 for like 137 or something like yeah. that. So sacks, you know, when we it, it seems like when we do take a sack, it is a for for a major loss. Yeah. Uh, leading wide receivers for this team, Quentin Gray, who uh, him and Kinnick really have a good chemistry, but oddly enough. Quentin Gray, I think, only caught one pass for one yard. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a bit of um, scouting from Urbana, kind of just limited that, or what was up. Or, um, but Quentin Gray really didn't, um, really wasn't a factor in this last week's game, as he has been all season, though. Uh, factor. Uh, but he's gotten 26 passes for 265 yards, zero touchdowns, but he averages 53 yards per game. And then there's Josh Kago, who has 19 receptions for 254 yards, two touchdowns, and he also averages 50.8 yards per game. Um, Damian Garrett, 14 catches for 204 yards, one touchdown, averaging 40.8 yards per game. And then there's Tyler Carrillo, who he had a good he had a good game this past weekend. He had a really good game. Yeah, uh, 13 catches for 143 yards, three touchdowns, and he averages 28.6 yards per game. He's a real end zone threat right yeah. there. He really is. Um, you know, like we said, like you said, he had a good game last week. And he caught two. He caught two touchdowns. Yeah. He caught three passes in that game. Mm-hmm. Two of those went for touchdowns. So I mean, that's a that's a really good uh, average right there. If oh you're, yeah. If you're like, man, I only I catch almost a touchdown for every pass, or every pass that's thrown to me, I catch that, almost a touchdown. That's a good selling point. Yeah, it is. And he's you know um, he started off slow. Um, this season, but he's he's really turned things around. Yeah, uh, and I think it was where he was a transfer in, you know, just getting you know in a rhythm with with the uh, with Matt Kinnick and and learning the plays and getting in you know getting in sync with your teammates. But he's really an end zone threat. And actually, he's he's just a threat to. Um, I, I spoke on air on Saturday. The tight ends have some of the surest hands on the team, whether it's Joe Thornton, Tyler Carrillo, or or freshman Brady Cox. They all three have. Really great hands, and usually once it gets in their hands, they're they're not going to drop it. So, um, oh yeah, that's that. Uh, it was a really fun <clears throat> fun afternoon um, up in Ohio. Uh, West Virginia State defensive leaders. We are led by um, Jordan Pierce, who is uh, who he has thirty five total tackles, one tackle for a loss, two breakups, two quarterbacks hits, and one forced fumble. Mm-hmm. And then there's Dennis Gardak, who has thirty five tackles. One tackle for loss, one sack, three breakups, one QB hit, and one forced fumble. I think he has everything there. Yeah, he just needs an interception. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, the interception, and he'll and he'll be good uh, to have the complete set. <laughs> uh, Mitchell Roll, uh, he's got thirty-one tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, one sack, one interception, two breakups. And then there's Wendell Ballard, who has thirty tackles, six tackles for a loss, two sacks, and one interception. Quinn Fernandez, 25 tackles, a half a tackle for a loss, two interceptions, three breakups, and one quarterback hit. And then there's Kevin Coffey, 
who has 23 tackles, a half a tackle for a loss, one interception, 11 breakups, and one blocked kick. His his interception total sh- could have gotten a lot higher in oh, that yeah. game because he had that one that was called back, and then he had a, a like I think two more chances that he had his yeah. hand on the ball and it just it just fell to the ground. It w- and uh, because there were several times when Urbana was very close to getting oh, picked yeah. off. I think uh, if I remember, I think there was maybe three or four times mm-hmm. just off the top of the head. So yeah, the, it was a a good defensive weekend for state, and it should be it'll be an interesting matchup. As I said, both teams are extremely well-matched and extremely well-coached. Young teams full of just high-energy guys, speed across the board. So it'll be interesting to see the winner of this weekend. Oh, yeah. And um, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to um, talk a little bit about the rest of the weekend that was for the Western State Athletic, for the rest of the athletics, and a, week at, a look ahead at what is coming up this week. Please come back with us. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is the Triple Name Sports Show um, on Campus Radio, and also you can find us on Podbean under trip under eight A and M in the PM one zero six seven, or on Mopcast Network as well. Uh, we're just you can find us pretty much anywhere, yeah. <laughs> and um, just come down here to the campus. Talk yeah, you us. can just you just come visit us. We got a nice window. You can walk by and just just wave, hold signs, whatever you want to do. Um, but I promised you that we would do a wrap up of state athletics a week that was and a week that is is coming. Yeah. Um, we already talked we already talked about football. Um, and I'm your host Aaron Lynch Kelly, and I'm joined by El Jefe Loco. And El Jefe Loco has oh, there's us a fan right there. Just walked by asking, <laughs> "You shall receive." Um, you uh, build it, and they will come. They will. And um, I'm going to toss it over to you now uh, to talk about the uh, the women's tennis team. I believe. Oh yeah, uh, huge congr- congratulations to the women's tennis team. Uh, they finished fifth in the Wake Forest uh, Invitational. In, yeah, yeah, Invitational. And uh, the the reason why this is so big is uh, well, if any of y'all know who uh, Wake Forest is? They are a big Division One school, and we was the only Division Two team to get an inv- invite to the uh, Invitational, and we was knocking out uh, schools such as uh, North Carolina State and uh, Navy. We was just basically uh, throwing, <laughs> we was basically knocking out Division One schools like yep. there was nothing. They um, they they t- really played a great tournament down there in the Invitational, um, and like you said, they finished fifth. Yeah. And as you said, they were taking on teams like UNC, uh, Wake Forest, um, Navy, North Carolina State, North Carolina A&T, University of North Carolina at Greenboro. Yeah. So there were lots of Division One talent, and it just speaks to our programs, um, just their 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 standard of play that they were one of the only Division One schools yeah. that were invited to this tournament, and uh, it speaks well of of not only the players on the team on the tennis team but also um West Virginia State University's tennis coach John Anderson mm-hmm. or not John Anderson John Sims sorry <laughs> um, I didn't agree with that yeah, <laughs> and it uh so just congratulations to them and uh look forward to watching them play this weekend at home yeah um to get things going this weekend uh we're just going to go Friday Saturday Sunday what what sports we have yeah. I'll kick it off uh the women's tennis team get things going on Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. at home so make sure you come out and support them 
uh, as they will be taking on the West Liberty U- or West Liberty University uh, Hilltoppers. Yeah, there you go with the tongue twister. Yep, there. <laughs> at least it's not West Lu- Liberty University at West uh, Liberty, West Virginia, at uh, West Family Stadium. So that was a lot of W's right there, and that was a cup a few weeks ago, and that was definitely a hard thing to get out oh, yeah. through the course of the broadcast. Uh, and the volleyball team, they'll be taking on. Uh, yeah, uh, like I talked about earlier, uh, the women's volleyball team will be taking on Shepard at 7 o'clock. So right after the tennis team, y'all can just come over to the Walker Convocation Center and see that. Yep, and if you can't make it, um, the like I said, the, the volleyball game will be aired mm-hmm. on campus radio as well. So And you'll get a chance to um, hear El Jefe Loco on the air as well as Stevenson. Talir, how, how do you say his last name? Tose Rogel. Tose Rogel. I'm terrible with last. I'm terrible with names in general. So, but yeah, he's the uh, really good guys. These two. Uh, looking forward to watching them grow as broadcasters. Uh, Saturday, the football team. Um, they're going to obviously be in the homecoming game yeah. against West Virginia Wesley or West Virginia Wesleyan College um, at 1:30 p.m. So make sure you can come out if you can't make it down to the stadium. Um, myself and Matt Cart, another member of the broadcast team, will be. Um, broadcasting that game for you guys and we'll be on the air um right around 1 30 to get that yeah. game going for you guys so if you can't it, you we'd like for you guys to come down and cheer us on but if you if you can't make it out here then uh me and matt are the next best thing is you can listen to us call that game on yeah. saturday and then after that we have another volleyball match uh yeah they have another volleyball match that in, uh evening at five o'clock against fairmont state so Back to back, back to back, and I don't think we're gonna get a chance to get that one on the air no, it's, uh, because it's gonna be too close with getting, um, making sure we have an engineer and stuff. So we, I do apologize to the volleyball team for that. It's just really hard when we have a back to back like you got to rush from one yeah. one arena to the other. And sorry, girls. <laughs> uh, Sunday, uh, women's tennis. Uh, West Virginia State will be taking on West Virginia Wesleyan College at noon, and it'll be. Um, a good matchup right there as West Virginia State is getting into its conference play. They're currently undefeated in conference play, mm-hmm. so uh, kudos again to the tennis team and Coach Sims, and look forward to them uh, hopefully bringing back another tennis championship this yeah. year later in the season. And uh, with that, we're going to take another real quick break, and when we come back, we will be talking, what else, more sports. Yeah. Come back with us. Welcome back to the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly, joined today by El Jefe Loco. And we're going to get this show moving right along here as we're going to roll right into the bad news segment. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. We are going to start it out with the uh, bad news, and it's going to be Richard Sherman is in the bad news, and not for anything yeah. he did. Um, in the Monday night game, they, the Seahawks did beat, yeah. the, beat, did beat the, 40, or the uh, Redskins. Not... Um, I thought that the the Redskins were gonna not play as well as they did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be a much 
much bigger blowout. But um, the the Seahawks did win. Um, Pierre Garçon, uh, Richard Sherman claims pulled his hair trying to get open. So and and that's one of the things he has those long dreadlocks. Yeah. And when you wear them in the in the in the league, they're allowed to pull on them. So you know you you take that risk whenever you grow them. I think last week it was uh, Marshawn Lynch had a dreadlock pulled out, mm-hmm. and he just went over after it got pulled out and put it back in his pocket. So I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do with that. Like maybe just kind of like glue kinda, it back onto your head. Like take a staple gun back. <laughs> just there. be like, hold on, I need to put you back on there. But um, yeah, Pierre Garcon, Richard Sherman <laughs> called him out, said that there's no place in the league for him, that he's he's a nobody, and Richard Sherman really is running out of friends in the NFL yeah. for his brash attitude. But um, again, I mean, if somebody's pulling on my hair, I wouldn't be too happy about it either. Oh yeah, and then uh, well, we got the NFL again. <clears throat> Adrian Peterson's charity is in trouble right now. Yep, um, they they there is um, you know he's he's undergoing the allegations of. <laughs> The child abuse scandal, and mm-hmm. now his charity is under investigation for some mishandling of funds. Yeah, and uh, really not doing so, not really doing some great things with the money. Uh, you can find the story online where it's really not um, that good to talk about it on radio. Yeah, uh, it'd be kind of hard to, to describe. But uh, it was just really bad, a really bad thing if that's what he used the funds for. So. Um, uh, AP's in more hot water, so he's just really trying to get out of there in Minnesota, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yasiel Puig, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I know who Yasiel Puig is. Um, plays for the Dodgers. He was a healthy scratch uh, mm-hmm. yesterday as the Dodgers played the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Dodgers went on to lose that game three to two, so you, or two to three. So you know maybe his hot bat could have came in and you know helped at least yeah. maybe time or win this game and the the Dodgers now trail in that that series three to one so I know you're a little bit of a baseball fan how's how do you I, feel about that I'm 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 a, I'm a big Dodgers fan so this it's home huh oh yeah I'm, I'm very disappointed right now they started off hot in the postseason and now it's I don't want to talk about it no more <laughs> <laughs> moving on next question um soccer or as the rest of the world calls it football uh, is back in the news again um, on the bad news segment. Um, there's a Brazilian soccer team, and we'll tweet out a link to this story later, um, that uh, is using a hypnotist to help hey. them uh, get out of their slump. Hey, at least they're not sacrificing teammates. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, that's that's a plus. It, it's sort of a plus. So, <laughs> Well, like I was reading the article, and he was talking about how that if he can trick the mind into thinking that it can walk over hot coals or bend metal pipes or or eat glass, like just real crazy like out there stuff, he was yeah. like then then I can trick the mind into thinking that a win is is easy to obtain and that uh, it's all about conditioning of the man, mind. So I mean, yeah. it sounds really neat, and if it works, I mean, hey, it's better than sacrificing people. Oh yeah, it, you are you are on my good side for that one. If you're not sacrificing people. <laughs> As long as you don't sacrifice me, we're, we're okay. And we're going to move on from – that's all the bad news I think we have today. Uh, well, uh, one thing I want to say, uh, soccer fans, they are crazier than the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. So <laughs> They're definitely passionate. They're a oh, passionate yeah, they, bunch. They are. And uh, it's like I um, like the hooligans and stuff like mm-hmm. over in England. Like it's just really crazy to like just watch how they, how they act and how they carry themselves. Uh, moving on, unless you don't have anything more bad news. Oh, no. No, no you're good? Okay. Uh, moving on to snap jabs. Um, Fairmont State University uh, wide receiver Fabian Guerrero move, um, 
has made it to Sports Center. Yeah, uh, he was in Sports Center's top ten over the weekend for his one-handed falling into the end zone, pulling the ball across his body, touchdown catch against Concord. Fairmont State, I think, did lose that game, however. But I mean, hey, he, he made it to Sports Center, and that that's really awesome for not only Fabian Guerrero but also Fairmont State, the Mountain East Conference, yeah. and just Division Two football as a whole. It's it's a really good. Really good, and congratulations to that young man. And he's definitely a playmaker, as we've we've seen him already early this season. Um, and I'm going to toss it over to you. Uh, yeah, I, I threw this one in there. Um, I was reading about this this morning. Uh, the Buffalo Bills head coach Jim Schwartz got carried off the field at Ford at Ford Field. So, and their win against uh, the Detroit Lions. So that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, he's their uh, he 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 was the head coach in, in Detroit. So I mean, there's a little bit of bad blood there, but. The thing is, like, I, I'm with you. I agree. I think it, I, it was it was funny more than anything. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like in an uproar, like you know, and all this. But my thing is, you know, it's you, there are far more worse things that are being done by coaches and players and personnel and owners of the teams. Oh yeah, in the NFL. And if and if you are having a bat uh, a problem with a coach being carried off the field by by his teammates, may, or by his coach by his teammates team. I guess not teammates that don't play together. Um, then, then I think you're just really splitting hairs, and you should probably just turn it off. Uh, maybe the bill, the bill should have also carried off the kicker for the the Lions because he, yeah. uh, Alex Henry, who who subsequently after that game after he missed three field goals got cut from the team. So maybe they should have <laughs> carried him off too. It's like yeah, you, as, you can come with us as a last hurrah for uh, Alex Henry in his Detroit Lions jersey. Um, um, and to wrap up, snap jabs. Uh, a little bit of good news, and it, it, this is a really good story. The Utah Jazz, um, they signed a five-year-old um, little boy who is battling leukemia who is named is, uh, J.P. Gibson, and they signed him to a, to a um, ceremonial contract yeah. for one day, you know, just kind of like, um, like a make-a-wish type deal. Yeah. And he got to have a full Utah Jazz day, and he went through practices and team meetings and stuff like that. But then they also put him in their scrimmage, their inner their inner squad scrimmage, mm-hmm. and uh, brought him in. And he uh, they they let him take the ball up the court, and then he was hoisted on the shoulders of a player to help slam dunk the ball. And it was in front of a packed arena in, in Salt Lake City, and um, he got a standing ovation from from the fans and from yeah. the players and coaches and, and stuff. And so that's a really that's a class act move by the Utah Jazz, and uh, just really good to see that kind of that kind of news story come out because you know for the past several months it's been all negative all the time whether oh, it's football, basketball, NASCAR, baseball, and it's yeah. just like sports in general is taking a hit. And when these these big stories happen and they're good like this, and it's I think I, we will I, highlight I feel, these. I feel like this should be all over. Yeah, and, and, and I had I I mean I don't I didn't I don't know if it was on for Sports Center or not, but I had to um I it was kind of hidden like buried deep on a site, and I I was like man I was like this should be like front page like, yeah because I mean that's just like you said that's a really good story and it should be highlighted you know if we're gonna take the time to highlight the negativity we, we then we it's only fair and it's only right that we take the time to highlight the positivity as well oh yeah. Um, and with that, we're going to take a quick, another real quick break, and we'll come back with our NFL predictions and our wrap-up of the Triple Name Sports Show. Come back with us.
All right, we are back here on the Triple Name Sports Show, and we're going to get into the NFL predictions. But before we do that, I said we'd keep track, and I went through last night and uh, kept track and broke down how how me and El Jefe Loco fared this past week. I uh, finished ten and five, as well as El Jefe Loco finished ten and five. So we're right down the middle. We're the same when it comes to predicting. So hopefully this week one of us will be able to gain some separation. Yeah. Um, and moving right along, we're gonna. I'm gonna let you start this one off since it takes place with your team. Is the first game of the week. Uh, yeah. Um, the Colts against the Texans. I'm going the Colts on this one. Colts. Um, I am gonna go the Colts as well. Uh, the Texans, they do have a good defense. Uh, I just think the Colts playing. Um, I think they're playing really good right now. They had they had, they're kind of down against the the Ravens this past weekend, but I think they'll be they'll be okay. Um, another interdivisional uh, matchup between the Steelers and the Browns. Um, as much as I want to pick the Browns, I'm going to pick the Steelers because I, I think the Steelers are just going to be too much for the Browns. Despite the Browns did make that huge comeback, I think yeah. it's the biggest comeback in the in, a, in the Browns history at least. Uh, against the Titans this past weekend, but I'm going to go the Steelers winning that game. Uh, I'm going Steelers, too. Any reason or just just, just Steelers? Better team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the better team. Um, is This this uh, weekend is full of interdivisional matchups as yeah. the Patriots will be taking on the Bills, and the Bills are sitting alone right now atop the AFC East. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Scotty White is happy. Somewhere oh, yeah. out there he's happy right now. Yeah, Scotty, he, especially with the uh, whole coach thing, he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Patriots, you know, they're they're kind of a mess. They're you know they did beat the Bengals, and that was that was definitely what the doctor needed. Yeah. But they did just t- cut Kimbrell Tompkins, one of their wide receivers who they just drafted last year. Excuse me, but um, they have Aaron Dobson, who was a healthy scratch a couple games ago. Um, Danny Amendola. So their wide receiving core really yeah. isn't what it used to be. So I'm gonna call an upset here and pick the Bills. I mean, why not? They've stayed hot so far, so I'm gonna pick the Bills here. Uh, I'm right there as well. They're coming off of that uh, that win in Detroit, so I'm I'm going with Scotty on this one. <laughs> you're you're feeling the Scotty magic, yeah. Uh, next game, and uh, we got the Panthers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, for this game, I'm going Bengals. Going Bengals, yeah, yeah. I like the Bengals at home as well. Um, the Panthers again, their their running back core is just decimated by injuries their wide receiving core outside of kelvin benjamin they really don't have anybody um and their offensive line is a mess so yeah i'm gonna go Bengals. i don't yeah. think and their defense could, can't couldn't stop a a, a cold so yeah. i'm gonna go um Bengals in that one uh jaguars versus titans Whew. uh <laughs> this is not a not a pretty game here um i i guess if i was forced to pick uh, I'll pick the Ty Jag. I'm gonna pick the Jaguars. You you want to see the Jaguars win? I want to see the Jaguars win. Um, I think the Titans might be might be feeling a little bit down after this past weekend where they lost their game uh, to the Browns after they thought they had that one in the books. So yeah, I'm yeah. gonna call Jaguars on a on an upset. Uh, I'm going Titans. Titans. Yeah. I'm, they they're at home. They've already got one win, and plus after this past weekend, you know they're hungry. They're gonna be fired up. Yeah. Uh, then we got the um, the Packers at the Dolphins. Um, I'm going Packers on this one. Yeah, I like the Packers in this as well. The Dolphins, um, they they're coming off a bye week after yeah. the the long trip to London, where they put the beat down on the Raiders, which for, forced them to fire their head coach Dennis Allen. 
But I, I really think the Packers and Jordy Nelson yep. is really coming on hot, so I think they're going to win this game. Uh, Lions at Vikings. Calvin Johnson is, is more than likely going to be out. Um, and the Lions just brought in a new kicker. I think they signed Matt Prater, who was suspended for the first, first four games of the season because of PEDs. Yep. It's going to be in Minnesota, and it's going to be at their outdoor stadium. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but if it was snowing in Ohio this weekend, if the uh, weather's anything like that, I'm sure it'll be snowing in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. So... If Teddy Bridgewater is back, I, I, well, I don't know yet if he's back or not. So I'm going to pick the Vikings. I like them to win this game. I'm going Lions. They uh, this after this tough loss this past weekend, they're going to be one, go. yeah, they're going to be one wanting to win. All right. And then there's the Broncos at the Jets. I'm going Broncos on this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think anybody who looks at this yeah. game is going to go Broncos. The Jets, uh, they got hosed. They got they got beat uh, beat down by yeah. the Chargers this past weekend, um, and. They just they can't stop anybody. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Broncos as well. Yeah. Uh, Ravens versus Buccaneers. This will be. This is, and, this is your team. Yeah. This is my team. Um, this will be interesting to watch. As a Ravens fan, I there's always like a huge letdown, um, and I predicted the Colts would win that game, and I got that right. I'm gonna go that the Ravens are gonna beat the Buccaneers. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think, though. I think the Ravens win. Uh, I'm going Bucks on this one. Oh, of course you are. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> um, next game. Uh, then there, then we got the Chargers at the Raiders. This is, this is a tough one. Um, for a for a buddy of mine back at home, I'm gonna go Raiders. Going Raiders for a buddy back home. Yeah. Well, you just picked up that loss, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Chargers. They they decimated the Jets. They're coming off a huge win against the Jets. The Raiders have a interim head coach and Tony Sperano. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see how they do. You know, they are coming off a bye week, so they are well-rested and got another week to get healthier. But the Chargers, I think, they they seem to always get up for these Chargers-Raiders games where it's a divisional game. But I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this game. Um, Next game we have the... The Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going Falcons on this one. Falcons? Um, I'm going to go Bears. I like the, um, the attack of... Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch of Alshon Jeffries, Brandon Marshall, and Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte. I like, I really like that. And the Bears were actually my preseason yeah. prediction to win the Super Bowl. So I, they got to start getting hot soon. So I'm gonna go Bears in this game. Um, Cowboys versus the Seahawks. This game, yeah, it's the late game on Fox. It's the 4:25 game. So it's probably it'll probably be the national game on on the Fox doubleheader. But I'm going to go Cowboys because the Seahawks are coming back across country, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a against a, a, a Cowboys team who's coming in hot. Um, and Tony Romo usually throws to the left side of the field anyway, so he doesn't usually throw on Richard Sherman's side of the field. So if if the Cowboys' offensive line holds up, I, I could see them winning this game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out ahead and say that they're the upset of the week and Cowboys beat the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that too. You like the Cowboys yeah, like taking the on the Seahawks? Oh, yeah. Uh, Redskins at Cardinals. Who you got here? Arizona. You like Arizona? I um I like I like the Cardinals as well, but the Redskins played extremely well against the Seahawks, um, and they're gonna be. The, but the thing is, they're traveling cross country as well. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Redskins. Um, the NFC East is is looking hot right now, so I'm gonna yeah. pick them. And then uh. we have the Giants taking on the Eagles. Ooh. Who you got in this game? 
It'll be a good game. Oh, yeah. Uh, most definitely. I I got the Giants. You like the Giants? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think Nick Foles is going to uh, use this game to kind of kind of turn it around and, yeah. and come out here and get a, a much-needed uh, conference or interdivisional win against the Giants. And the Monday night game is the San Francisco 49ers versus the St. Louis Rams. Who you got? Who do you think I got? I think you're going with the 49ers. Oh, I'm going with Niners. I'm going with the Niners. Um, the Rams have only won one game. The Rams play the 49ers really tough, though. The Rams are also at home. The Rams are also at home. Uh, gosh. I, I'm going to go the Niners as well, but it's it's going to be – I think it's going to be a, a well a yeah. good coach game. One interesting thing I forgot to totally throw out there to snap jobs I meant to put in there. Um, last year, you know, there was rumors about Jim Harbaugh getting traded. Yeah. And one of the teams that was rumored he was going to was the Browns. Yeah. Only for two third-round picks. Uh, you know, prior to this season, that's a good trade. Mm-hmm. You know, Harbaugh is looking a little rough this year in, in San Francisco. And obviously it's going to yeah. be his last year whether he's fired at the end of the season or if somebody trades for him. I think he'll get traded more than fired. But he's I think he's done there Yeah, in, in San Francisco. Uh, he's done great things there, but I think he's done there. But um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what if, if anybody comes up and makes a trade for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Michigan Wolverines have been trying to tap him. Yeah, they've been trying to get a, a hardball. They don't care whether it's yeah, John or Jim. Yeah, John, he's just like, I got a Super Bowl win. He's like, I'm, I'm going to stay here in Baltimore. Things are pretty nice for me. You can just but, go take my brother. But Jim, yeah, he's you know he doesn't have a ring yet, and he's kind of wearing, wearing out his welcome in, yeah. in, in uh, San Francisco. And that's going to be all the time we have for today, and we're going to go ahead and finish this show up uh it's homecoming weekend here or week here at state hopefully you can make it out to the events and especially come out to the sporting events as well and we look forward to uh seeing everybody out here on saturday in your and your old gold and black cheering on west virginia state university to a win and uh that's going to do it for the triple name sports show i'm your host aaron lynch kelly joined by and i'm el jefe loco uh go state Mobcast Network.